Hello, Xers and interwebbers. Welcome to Naive in the 90s, the podcast. I'm your host, Emily. I was a 70s baby, an 80s kid, and a 90s troublemaker. On today's episode, we will be talking about growing up Gen X with my special guests, Anne, Esther, Amy, and Lily. So you know it's going to be a really, really fun time. So with that being said, let's just jump into it. So today's episode is super, super fun. Once again, it's five best friends from high school just getting together on the phone and chit-chatting about what we know best, being Gen X. (laughs) Usually I do kind of edit these down because when we all get on our call, we do end up babbling a lot. And I just, this time, you know, I didn't really edit too much out. I did take out some things that were, you know, more personal or um, identifying because again, you know, we do all use pen names because we are real people and the things that we talk about and the people we talk about, they're all real. So um, yeah, just I'm going to let today's call just kind of roll. There isn't really an introduction. So just know that the callers or the guests that I have are, you know, my really good friends from high school. And they are also in the book, Naive of the 90s, which is, you know, a creative nonfiction based on my own personal diaries and journals from the early and mid 90s. And when I was in high school. So just I don't know, just I guess hold on for the ride because it it certainly is a ride. (laughs) But I love these girls so much. And I think, um, you know, I don't know, I think you'll enjoy it. So let's just do it. And I guess just one quick warning, not that if you're listening to this, you can't see that it's super long. But this is a super long episode. It's about two hours and 20 minutes down there and I just I suppose I could have divided it into two separate episodes and do a part one and a part two but I just I don't know it just I just didn't feel like it (laughs) so here it is in all of its very long and babbly glory for you to listen to as a whole or to break it up and come back to it. But I just, just a warning, over two hours. (laughs) So yeah. Hello. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm great. (laughs) Wait till we're doing this in person. (laughs) Oh, I know. For real. I'm looking forward to that lived closer so we could just do a like overnight or a weekend or something like now because I I like I need I need the girl vibe (laughs) yeah right I don't know it's just like the last I don't know month or so things have just changed and I'm just like I just need some girl time yeah yeah me too (laughs) hey you hey so how was everyone doing like for real for real, for real. 
Uh, I mean, good. Good. I just, this body changing stuff is, I just, we went through puberty once. And then we had to freaking have periods every month for so many years. And now we got to go through second puberty again. It's just pisses me off <laughs> yeah 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 no it's stupid <laughs> the yeah. whole the whole design is just dumb it, oh my god it really is though ha! hello it really oh, hello. Is, hello 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 oh my god. is everyone here yeah i think so I, we're getting to be way too good at this somebody hang up <laughs> i mean right right <laughs> I'm like impressed. <laughs> That's by, by this point, we're already usually in like five broken um, <laughs> recordings, right. in and out. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Look at that. We're like pros now. <laughs> I'm in therapy and I still haven't told my parents because my dad is so against therapy. He's like, that will be on your permanent record. You'll never get a job anywhere. You won't be I'm like, okay, dad. <sighs> Where is his permanent record and who has it? Especially because, like, what job is asking your medical, your personal medical history first? Right. Plus, who is in therapy? Right, exactly. (laughs) Now that we can go, we're all going. People who aren't in therapy are the scary people. Yeah. I'm worried about. (laughs) I have yet to see a medical record that sits there and says, person is in in therapy. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like I just I don't know. It's it's that whole generation. They have Mm -hmm. a real stigma with all of the mental health stuff, which is it which is really sad. I mean, it's infuriating because we are the children of these broken people that didn't recognize the broken in us. And when they did, they just didn't care because they were like buck up and deal with it. Yep. But but like it's also sad because like how you know they feel like that for a reason you know what i mean like they were not yeah. allowed to have emotion at all exactly. they were not allowed to to deal with any of their shit they all had to exactly. suck it up and shove it down deep so mm-hmm. yeah exactly That's why they're a mess. so i've been you know taking this um class about like women's wellness and sexual health yeah. and um one of the statistics was like how how people rate their sex life and their satisfaction and um and the amount of orgasms that they have mm-hmm. and by far like i mean like by 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 far lesbian women have the highest percentage of satisfaction and orgasms i need to be lesbian <laughs> <laughs> why because there's toys involved <laughs> oh, uh, toys are great like, yeah, two you know, seconds. Lesbians I'm- only fall second to self. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, no, no. I mean, true. right? Yeah, that is true. But <laughs> at the same time, then wouldn't that mean that, like, you know, gay men should be be doing just as well because, like, there's they men involved. Anytime there's a man involved, that they, they plummet. One hundred percent true. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you probably got to take into account like ED and whiskey dick and yeah, all yeah. that other shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, no, for That's sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, sex is is great, but like, really, the toys, especially if you guys have not 
like the the vibe and suction is like <sighs> really <laughs> oh no 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 like like this is like going from rotary phone to a cell phone. <laughs> okay, I gotta check that out. <laughs> like, I'm like not just any cell phone, the smartphone. Yeah, yeah no, no, like, 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 I can't stress it enough. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's 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 my friendly um, women's women's health tip for, for you all. Your PA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm so not, I'm, I've never been more serious about anything in my entire life. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's awesome. It's like life changing. Okay, I'm Especially, getting one tonight. Like, like for real, like, and like for real, it's, it's ridiculous. And like, especially because I don't know if it's just me. I know it's not just me, but I don't know if it's you guys, but like my drive is so high that I feel like is this what like teenage boys felt like like they just yeah. like and and <laughs> in, in my training they were saying that like ha- like women of this age like we have sleep issues and yes. that or- orgasms make you want to sleep well, and like let yeah, your body sleep yeah yeah so I'm just saying true. I'm just saying I'm just I'm looking out for your health everyone <laughs> thank you <laughs> very much appreciate it <laughs> yep now now we know why guys would always sit there and have like the 3 a.m like you know want to have sex when we're just wanting to sleep right yeah. now they wake we- up they can't go back to sleep so they would be like <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes this is the time i need i want to go back to sleep yes exactly yes. yeah which is which is a weird perspective to have now <laughs> you know yeah, like well, you know, I, I don't know where, I don't know if I remember learning it in health class or if it was in any of like my medical training. I don't know why or where I learned it, but I, for whatever reason, knew that once you got into like your older, you know, like 30s, early 40s, your drive would start to get better and stuff. And I'm not even kidding you. Like it was a goal of mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. I think we were, we were all taught we were going to be planned. Like my 40s yeah. and I was ready for it to just flip a switch. And I was yes. like, you have to like the other person. Oh, fuck. Yes. How about uh, you, Lily? Um, we know you're, you're, you're out there exploring. <laughs> what's the question <laughs> well like you were okay so you have a unique a unique perspective because you were together for two decades you know what I mean like with your guy okay. you're also now without and have been for you know a, a couple years now where you've been out exploring the dating world like how is it different for you what do you see as like you know all of that <laughs> it's very easy to find dick is that the question <laughs> <laughs> i i can touch someone right now and have dick delivered to my house i don't understand <laughs> Whether that's the question or not, that's the best answer. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, I got Indian food delivered to my house. It was great. Uh, oh, <laughs> awesome! What well, one of the perks of being a grown-up in this digital world, right? 
Our our parents couldn't have dick delivered. I don't want to think about my parents having dick delivered. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's the funniest shit in the whole world right there. Because literally the second this man walked into my door, my daughter texted me, Is there a man at the house? <laughs> because the backyard ring went off and she spies on my ass. <laughs> that's too good. I, I don't know that I could do the dating thing i think i would i know it fucking sucks so bad it's zero stars i hate it out there i every time i start i go i'm like ah because you know what it is 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 i have a terrible habit where i'm like okay this isn't working this relationship sucks and i try to bail and then and then i i need i want to scratch the itch so then i'm like hey and of course they're like yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm like no i want a real relationship so i go back to the app and then I hate it there. <laughs> yeah. So then I go back and I start recycling old dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at recycling. I care about the planet. <laughs> See, you you just you, you just need one of those earth-friendly suction and vibrate machines. <laughs> Apparently we all need one of those. It won't work because it won't choke me. So there's that. Yeah. Right there with you, girl. Yeah. I think we all got that kink. Yeah. Yeah. Is that because we've all been traumatized and we grew up and, like, became, like, sexual beings in such a toxic time? (laughs) Yeah. You know what's really funny? I didn't like that until fairly recently. Yeah. Yeah. I was a very, not, I don't want to say prudish, but more... I guess traditional. Yeah. And then, yeah. I don't know. That changed. And then I watched, I think, two videos on TikTok and it, uh, my whole freaking FYP was. (laughs) (laughs) That that really is the danger of that app. (laughs) Oh my God. But it's kind of funny. So, no, it's kind of, I was never. And if my ex-husband tried that, I would probably have punched him straight in the face during sex. (laughs) That would have been a hard job. But but see, isn't that also the difference between how we were brought up in our sexual every awakening or whatnot Mm -hmm. is that now it wouldn't be expected that your husband would spring that on you. He would ask you your consent to do it. Right. Like he would, right. he would ask now, like, that's a whole thing is like, it's perfectly normal for people to be like, like, I don't know if you've seen the show sex education. It's like a British yeah. show, but yeah, like, it's great. it is, it's awesome. And, um, one of the things they, like this guy, this girl, like put her finger in his ass and he was like, I enjoyed it, but it was a surprise. And the, the therapist is like, well, there's this thing in consent and like, they made it into like a thing like it's just a thing like it's just so foreign to what is natural for us you know what i mean like you immediately were not like if i brought this up to my husband or i you know whatever just like it was if he sprung it on me you know what i mean like how Mm -hmm. i I do because that's the part that's different now honestly with the dating now is that they i feel like Everybody kind of had to learn that now, and that's what's happening. I kind of like that idea that people can just be open with yeah. what is comfortable and what they like, and and just it's normal as opposed to well, 
us we're where all, it was like talking about it though that's, that's the thing we're all open to talking about it now even though, like it's not like a weird like thing it's very right. uh, actually no judgment but there's some weird stuff that people do like um, yeah. men sticking oh, yeah, yeah. down their urethras and stuff yes of course because my tiktok is what it is <laughs> this guy pops up and he says when so and so asks you for another set made out of whatever some hard wood you you know you accommodate and i did not have a clue what i was looking at and they were all different sizes oh no and they were they were the things that the guys like to put in their peepees and, <gasps> and then the only reason i figured it out was because it flashed to like the end of it you know they put like different clips the end of it was a chick holding metal ones <gasps> name so i looked and i looked at what it was and i was like <sighs> What in the world? Oh my god! Boys are Can they? Are they gonna end up with like a bag? Like what the fuck? Oh my god! I mean, so one of it's, them, I'm not even kidding. Uh, it's a thing. I don't this, know. It's it's. Uh, you guys, this guy thing. made one, and I'm not uh. kidding you. It was like it was like a double zero gauge, and this oh. was for that. And I'm like, how? 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 There's just oh no way god. it stretches that much. I'll I hate a boring it. man. <laughs> yeah, I, no, like legit. I've never vanilla has never sounded so pleasant in my life. <laughs> I'm terrified. No, no. See, oh, okay. So back to the original statement. I'm glad that people I can forgot. just be upfront about what they want and what they don't want. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, no, and no. no. <laughs> oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> you know what really sucks is like so I I had such bad kidney stones where I've needed stents. Yeah, and it's like that's what I think of. That stent was probably, you know, like the size of what a wire. It's probably the most painful thing I've encountered. Yes, kidney stone. I can't yeah. even fathom. Yeah, like I've had a cat. I've had catheters before, and then they, you know, they have to pull it out, and they've got the balloon, the deflated balloon, and like it is horrible. How could anyone want anything even remotely close to that as something fun? I just can't. No, stop it. There are some weird guys. When I worked in the ER. There were some guys that got hard on when you had to catheterize them. It's like, oh my god. Dude, that's like the kids told me about when they had to go to EMT school. They told me about trauma boners. Yes. Oh, yeah. Those. That's weird. See, that's the worst. I feel like everything that they got that is better in their lives, like that's the trade-off is they have to walk through life just not knowing when they're 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 gonna do that. <laughs> like, how horrible. Could you imagine like that's your life from the time you're like little because it happens even before puberty. Like so by the from the time you're little all the way through until you fucking die, you have to worry about just like having a boner at any given time that you have no control over that's like a curse i think that that's like a curse it's so weird okay so now, um now that we've spent the first hour talking about vibrators and <laughs> No good. I don't, for a minute i was like is this our topic <laughs> <laughs> There was a subtle change in topic. <laughs> and the most amusing thing is I'm taking my dogs for a walk and I have you guys on speaker and I was walking through a park. <laughs> oh, <anyway. laughs> 
I love it. Look at this old community here. Maybe some boners of their own. <laughs> but isn't it like, isn't that like talking about old boners? Like, isn't it like in the in the nursing homes, STDs are like are super, 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 super. Oh my gosh, rampant. Yeah. Rampant. It is, and it's because um, they um, use the pills, the enhancers, mm-hmm. and then, or they'll have like the pumps, yeah. oh. the uh, the hard on pumps where they can just like kind of harden up, and then they don't have to use any condoms or anything like that because they're not having kids, but they don't have like the mentation of, oh, there's STDs. Right. Yeah. right. See, that's so. Yep. That's so weird. <laughs> so a lot of people are like, oh, you know, how you like, like, oh, you could, you're single. You could just go out and have fun. And it's like, dude, uh, the shit that I've seen and the stuff that I know, it's it scary out there. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that's it. like my biggest thing. It's like, dude, not, you know, condoms aren't a hundred percent, you know? And it's like, there are things that it's like, they, those things rip. And it's like, there's things that, you know, once you get it, it's stuck with you forever, and it's yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it's yeah. kind of scary out there, and especially like when I did my women's health rotation, the number of people that were coming in with like so so now I guess there's like these the, these pills and stuff for HIV and stuff like that. Um, the generation now, like the younger generation, mm-hmm. like with us, we think of it as like, oh my God, like a death sentence because we grew up in the 80s, it, you know, and yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. Then they're like, oh, yeah. well, there's a pill for it. Right. Same right. thing, you know, it's like a lot of the STDs, it's like, you know, oh, that's all right. That's... I had this one lady, she had like, she was positive for HPV. She had a boyfriend. Oh. And we were just like, hey, you know, you need to tell him that you're testing positive for HPV and you gotta get treated for it and or something like we needed to have that I think he just needed to tell him and I forgot what they were gonna um, do for her but she's like oh no that's fine wow what yeah, yeah. she's like yeah, yeah she's active she's like he needs to be using the condom cause you have active like HPV right now and nope wow yeah, like, I'm fine so, wow. so the mentality out there is gross um, yeah. And a lot of people, because they have like the IUDs and all that other stuff, um, they don't wear um, protection. Wow. What is wrong with people? Do they not? Do they not teach it in school anymore enough for kids to realize it? Probably not. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think. I think it's become a norm. Like there's like one like someone they come in they'll have syphilis so like oh, I'll just get a what? shot that's fine. Oh my god, oh, yeah. I know that was still out there for fuck's sake. Oh my god, it is rampant right now. Oh my god. It's like so freaking rampant. Um, syphilis, gonorrhea. I had this one lady because uh, she had syphilis and she needed to get a the um, injection for the antibiotic. She up and left. Oh my god. What? She did not want the injection, so she walked <clears throat> out with syphilis. Wow. Does she know that's going to kill her brain and eventually turn her insane and kill her? I guess she was more afraid of the shop. What oh the fuck? Yep. Yeah. So, so it's a, uh, it's freaking super scary. That's all. I hate it all. I, if, <laughs> if if I ended up single at ever any point for any reason, I'm just I'm just getting cats. I couldn't. I I would just worry about all that stuff way too much. Yep. Oh, yep. Then it's like, and then you never know if these people were with someone between the time that they did have a STD check and the time that they're with you. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So it's just, 
it really is kind of like a scary scary thing and like i don't know so it's like my 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 career has kind of dated me in that field you know yeah again again pul- pulse and vibrate guys pulse and vibrate I'm gonna give um, you an std yeah <laughs> legit std free yeah yeah like <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> on, a, on a happier note, happier note. <laughs> <laughs> if there's ever any any doubt that any of us are somewhere divergent at all, we just need to submit any of these calls as <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, let's get this diagnosis over for all of us. Yeah, it's all just, just us. a just group. <laughs> yep. Yeah. People would be like, what the hell? What are they talking about now? Why are they back to dicks? Because <laughs> dicks are fascinating. They really, they really are, though. They're so weird. I would love to have one for a day, man. I'd be flagging that thing around like oh my crazy. God. Right? Like, like a little baby elephant with its trunk. Yeah. Like, I just feel like sticking it in things. Oh, yeah. I, well, I want to know what would get me hard. Honestly, that would be my... Watching <laughs> 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 around looking at things like, does this make me hard? <laughs> make me hard? <laughs> what is this? Is this rock making me hard? This is what I <laughs> Did the wind just blow in the right direction? What's <laughs> oh, good work? If someone puts cheesecake in front of me, I'm like, mm, yeah. Oh, that needs to be hard as a woman. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, we we you like, like if I open, like the dishes are all up. clean and the and the laundry's done, it's like well, <laughs> that would get me hard too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if I was single and I had the option of dick. STD free or cheesecake in a clean house, it would be cheesecake in a clean house all day long. Yeah, like after eating it. <laughs> yes, right. I mean, if we're being perfectly honest though, and like fully honest, e- even with the gaining the weight. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, God. When did we become these people? <laughs> oh, we've always been these people. Right? <laughs> we're just allowed to. Just fuck it. Say it. I know, right? For real. I think about it sometimes, like just like how much of the pretending that things were cool and like we were into things just because that's what was happening around us. It's right. just mm-hmm. it's crazy. Crazy. Kind of was trying to I was like having that conversation with my son. You know, I was like, you're gonna end up doing stuff just because other people want to do stuff and you're going to be miserable doing the stuff and you're going to spend the day having a miserable time and realizing you could have just done what you wanted to do and been happy yeah right what everybody else thinks yep that i didn't have the luxury of being taught that yep right which our parents talked to us that way when we well, were younger i wish we right. could go to our and parents and tell and them that stuff while my yeah. parents all in all were good and they gave me opportunities to have a thought process, not really. Right, right. So don't go against the grain. Yep. You know what yep. I mean? Just make sure you're liked. Make sure everybody knows you're a good girl. And just always, you know, I had to be a good girl, had to be a good girl. And so I grew up always just feeling like I had to be a good girl. <laughs> yep. And also, when did that become a fucking kink? 
God damn it. <laughs> and that I was unaware of until someone said it to me. I don't like calling people a daddy, but I will call them sir. And that's, yeah. 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 Well, I think that, that that kink probably comes about because of the trauma. Yeah. Well, yeah I like, mean, no, I am a good girl. Like, I am. For sure. God damn it. Love learning new things about myself in my 40s. Yeah, I mean, we gotta learn them, right? We gotta learn them sometime. You would think that you were the best person at knowing who you are, but I've come to realize I have not a fucking clue. No. Yeah, so he's like, new version of me, who this? (laughs) Right, that's exactly it. It's like you're you're sitting here, and all of a sudden you're like, I would never, either never have tolerated that before or i would have tolerated that and i'm not going to now it's like you're yeah. such like a polar opposite of what the hell is going on and it, it seems like it's all of us so yeah. i don't know if it's a generational thing if it's yeah. an age thing i think it's a combination of those both because i feel like throughout history or at least you know like written and like entertainment and whatnot like women of a certain age all of a sudden don't want to take the authority are more themselves but at the same time i do definitely think it has something to do with our generation too because yeah we grew up in a really weird time because we were inundated from a young age from all avenues to be a certain type of way and now we live in a time where oh my god why are you being a certain type of way (laughs) you know like (laughs) So it's like, it it puts us in a very weird and often uncomfortable position, I think, because the way we are raised, what the basis of who we've been this whole time has really been to be like, fit into whatever categories or whatnot. And um, now the world is telling us, you know, just be your fucking self. Yeah. You're like what? 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 You're like what? Who me? <laughs> I don't know if we can hear. I don't know if the world is ready for me. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I think a lot of people are just angry for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Feel, yeah. yeah, and I feel like you know we had with our parents. You know, either our parents were together or they weren't. Yep. You know what I mean? I feel like now, like pretty much nobody's parents are together. Yeah. And I feel like that has a whole different dynamic for the way the kids are and for the way our generation perceives marriage because I don't oh, think yeah. we're, we're just not willing to take the kind of bullshit our even our mothers took and my mother didn't actually take bullshit. Right. right. Mm-hmm. You know, so either you tell me not to mm-hmm. take shit so I don't take shit and when I don't take shit I'm like, "Whoa, I'm angry." Yeah. Yeah. So can I have one of the two then? Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. So I decided to just be angry and fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I'm at with it. Hey, I, I feel like if that's what you're feeling, then that's what you should be. Like, I'm angry about the shit that I didn't do because of the way I perceived the life that I was supposed to have had. And it mm-hmm. didn't do me any good. And I wasn't happy in that life anyway. It didn't do me any good in the end. And here I am. So yeah, I'm super angry about the fact that I rolled over for people that wouldn't have fucking laid down for me. Right. That's what part of our life is about is is being fucking pissed. 
honestly, I know we kind of touched on it, but even like in therapy, that's what she tells me. She goes, you were just brought up not to not be able to be fucking pissed. Women aren't allowed to be pissed. She goes, be fucking pissed and experience the full things associated with it. Because when we internalize it, it ends up showing up as like back pain, neck pain, yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Fucking be pissed and, and be unapologetic about it. She's a good therapist. Yeah. Yeah. You can't move past it until you, you feel it and express yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it just sits and stews. It manifests. Yeah. 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 Yay, the human experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Insert finger guns here. <laughs> My friend's daughters and stuff, like, these girls, these girls are talking to people like I wish I could have when I was their age. These people are, these girls are saying people, grown men, not giving up what anybody thinks. Like, just like, ew, you're nasty. Stop staring at me. Like, yeah. I'll be like, oh my God. You know, like, like, what? And I'm like, you know what? Don't stop. As a matter of fact, yeah, stop staring at her. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. So it's just like, I, I feel like these kids are like, well, yeah, you know what that is? Different. There's something very different about them. My son's the same way. I think it's, we're raising them. Yeah. And we're raising them not to put up with the same shit that we put up with. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like we went through this shit. There's no way in hell you're gonna go through this shit too. Yeah, stand up for yourself. Yep, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He puts up with no shit. He doesn't even put up with shit for me. He's like, "Mom, you're kind of being a bitch right now," and I'm just like, "Holy shit, I am," and I shouldn't. <laughs> Holy way. shit, I am. <laughs> I know I am. I'll kill you if you say that to me again. But yeah. Thank you for yeah. Me. See, I don't get mad at him for it because he's not about it. You know what I mean? He talks to me the same way I talk to him. So we're really respectful. But I say to him, look, if I'm not being a good mom or I'm doing something that's upsetting you, you tell me about it. Don't let it upset you and not say anything. Yeah. You tell me so I don't do it again. Yeah, which is something we couldn't do with our parents. That's for sure. Fuck no. no. Oh, my God. I would have got <laughs> smacked in the face. Oh, yeah. Oh, Yeah. And it, that happened many times. Anne was there to see it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, you couldn't. I couldn't even, like, remotely even, like, raise my voice in a joking way to my dad without getting in major trouble. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. Today we're going to talk about the, the generation that all of us are a part of, which is Generation X. Um, I just want to start out with what what is your idea like what does being part of generation x mean to you guys uh we get to be the coolest generation i mean we were around before internet yep and then we got to see internet and you know we are where we are now but i think we're the best generation so far i i I think um i think it's it's kind of cool because i think especially us and our age range is Mm -hmm. at sort of tail end of Gen X. Yep. So I think that we actually really do have the best of both worlds. We got to grow up in a time that, you know, the whole streetlights came on and we were feral just really to say (laughs) to say it we were, but we also were able to evolve in still our younger years into the whole digital age. So Mm -hmm. I think that we're not quite as far behind the the eight ball with that as maybe our parents are but right i still think that it's evolving and you know i get humbled when someone like my son or whatever will show me something i'm like i swear i knew that (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you know i think that's the fun part about our 
our age range specifically is that we got the best of both worlds, I think. Yeah. yeah. We just got to, I mean, this generation now, like our kids and the, you know, the younger kids, like 16 and stuff, they don't go out mm-hmm. and hang out with their friends and get in trouble and do horrible shit. Do horrible shit. Yeah. And that Wait. was the best part of growing up, though. I mean, just yeah. partying and having fun. The and drama. Yeah. Just everything <laughs> was freedom. I mean, it really was freedom. It was. It was. It was. Definitely trauma in a lot of ways, but it was yeah. part of that was what made us who we are is is mm-hmm. really figuring it out on our own without having people really tell us. I think that's why we have so much empathy. Yeah. It's because we're like, we went through hell. We weren't allowed to like we weren't couldn't go to therapy back then. Now we can. Now we go and we're like, oh everything about me is a trauma response. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> These are coping mechanisms, not a personality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, but, I think we're very self-aware when it comes to mental health and our issues. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think we're coming into that now. Yeah, yeah. Like for me, I don't know the our generation. Another thing too with our generation, it's like a generation where it's like we had to be independent. Um, you know, now I think we were one of the last generations where, um, or maybe even one of the only generations where, um, it's not just men that are independent, but women as well. Yes. You know, we had to sit there and take care of ourselves. You know, it's like, we didn't have, you know, um, other people to sit there and either stick up for us or stand up for us or help us out or anything like that. And now it's like, you know. And, you know, people in the, in the current generations, if they disagree with this, you know, I'm sorry, but from my standpoint, it's like they need everything handed to them. They need, mm-hmm. you know, they, they need things to be, you know, dumbed down or made easy or they want it easy. They hate working. They hate, you know, it's like I there's like some people that I know that are that are a lot younger and they're just like, oh, my God, I can't work more than 12 hours. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Don't become okay. a parent. I know, right? Oh, my God. I can't even imagine, you know, but it's like, you know, because it's like, oh, you know, I, I need to do things for me. I can't be working. I can't be doing this, you know, and, and it's like kind of like I, I think there's. I think we were really like the last generation of like, okay, yeah, no, we knew that we had to sit there and basically do things for ourselves independently and not mm-hmm. rely on somebody else to do it for us. Like, right. um, I do you know, know what there are I think of- it's because we struggled so much. We struggled so, so much that we wanted to make sure our kids didn't and, and it might have backfired on us. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I will say, um, you know, because I do you know, run this podcast that is, um, you know, centered on the nineties and growing up in the eighties and being a, an Xer, um, I'm in a lot of groups on a lot of soundboards and there's a lot of people who, you know, complain about the younger generations and I get it. Like there's definitely things that are just, you know, kids aren't the same as they used to, you know, that all, all stuff. But, um, I find it interesting that on all these message boards and all these groups, these people are complaining about these kids and it's like, Hey, I get it. Like they aren't the same as we used to be except for, you know, some obviously, but, um, 
we raised them. <laughs> like everyone is complaining. Like we, you did this. We yeah we we are and like even if you exactly aren't the one that raised the kid you're talking about, like I'm saying we as a generation we were the ones that raised them. So if I like okay, so my son. We'll let him. Li- we told him live with us until you can afford to buy a house. I don't care if you're forty right. years old. Yep. Don't don't rent and throw away your money. Yep. Same. You know, live with us rent free. But he he has a job. He doesn't ask for us to buy him anything. If he wants yeah. something, he works and saves up for it. Right. And he gets it himself. And he doesn't call out. He doesn't say I don't want to work today. He goes. I mean, he's sixteen, but he do- he's doing really good in school. He got into early college. He maintains his grade. I don't have to keep up with him on his homework. Yeah. If he doesn't hand something in, he gets you know, he, or if he forgets to hand something in, he gets really hard on himself and really upset by it because he doesn't you know, yeah, he wants to do yeah. well. So yeah, I don't know if I'm doing a good job or not. I think he'll have a good work ethic when he gets older, but. We also baby him on certain things. Right. Yeah. We're kind of in the same boat where, like, um, our son, he did so good in school, like, like ridiculously. And now, you know, that he's – because he took – you know, school was super hard on him. So he took some time off from school, but now he's, you know, looking into – it's crazy – computer science or neuroscience (laughs) you know and it's and it was because we were like hey if you can't decide on what you want to do and believe me we all understand how hard it is to have this pressure to decide your entire life right now you know Mm -hmm. but so we were like think of things that are easy for you if you can't think of things that you know for sure and computer and neuroscience which was just we were like oh Oh, well, okay. Like, again, right. he, he did so good in school. Like, I mean, like, insanely, like, stupid good in school. So, like, it's not that big of a surprise, but it was just, like, a weird, like, he's never brought it up. It's never been. He's just like, well, I know I could do it without really trying. So, maybe yeah. being raised, you know, in a su- super um, strict houses, both of us, in different mm-hmm. ways, we ended up trading the structure for the extra love because we had all of the structure and not enough love you know what I mean so right kind of what I was trying to tell my son like he's he's so he's got his first job and I don't want him to get caught up in the I have to have a job just to have a job right you know I'm like I don't need you to have a job I mean it's fine that you want to buy your own things, but I don't necessarily need you to be like, go out, get a job. I can't give you the things. Blah, right. blah. He just wants that independence, which is fantastic. Yeah. So it comes down to, I want him to do something then that is, that he likes, that he actually wants to do that. He, you know, can, can really get behind. Mm. But he has, like, this work experience right now that isn't great. Yeah. And I'm like, like, I'm like, this is a perfect prime example of what I'm trying to tell you is that you want to try this. You want to have the work experience. You want to have the, you know, and I get it. I get you want to get out there and do this kind of stuff. I don't want him to just not go to a job because he just doesn't like somebody because there's an asshole everywhere we go. So yeah. we have to learn how to 
in some cases deal with those people maybe not like it and maybe mm-hmm. not stay in that situation because we feel like we have to but also realize that you know this is not how it works right this is not to go and i think that's the balance that we need to find with the younger generation because as esther was saying there are so many of them that don't want to do things that feel entitled to certain things but at the same time like we do know and understand that there are situations where they shouldn't keep themselves just because it's something that is you know expected or you know a job is required or whatnot like think that there needs to be some balance of um you know the difference of what are what are some things that are unpleasant you have to stick with and what are some things that are toxic and you should not stick with you know what i mean right exactly Uh that's exactly what trying to sort of instill in that because it can just be, you know, like, I don't want him to feel like it's okay to just quit somewhere. There just are some things, and as unpleasant as it is, some things just do have to be sucked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And unfortunately, you know, we are in a transition period of thought processes and the way that our our community as and society as a whole function so and transitions are always chaotic and they they're always the hardest on those generations or that those groups of people that are going through and have to invoke the transition you know so it's like it sucks like we are in a good spot because we're gen x and like we grew up in a time that was so free um but it is also hard being who we are i think and knowing that we do have to to a point force certain actions on our younger counterpoints you know and that, yeah. and i don't mean in a malicious way because and i think that that's where we have a hard time as a society to see the difference is that like just because something doesn't feel the best and I I, and this is hard this is like a tricky situation because like you don't want anyone to stay in a situation that's bad or doesn't feel good right Right. but Mm -hmm. life is what life is and there are just things that suck (laughs) you know and I feel like that's that's where a lot especially our generation is having a hard time with this transition because we get it we were forced by by so many people and so many angles to be so much or to do so much and like so we get that want to not follow and not conform and not follow the ick that we're feeling yeah it definitely is it's a you don't want to baby them, but you don't want to, you're trying to break those chains of, you know, do what you have to do. It doesn't matter how you are, who you are, what you're doing. Yeah. You have to do what you have to do. I don't know. I think we're, we're in a weird spot and I don't know if it's just because, you know, we're aging and that's what happens as a generation gets older is that we become removed from the younger generation's experiences or if we have a harder spot because we did experience what we experienced and are now living in what we are living in now. Looking back, 
Um, what are some of the defining moments or events from the 80s or 90s that you feel had a significant impact on our generation? I think the Challenger. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was a huge, huge. I think that was the first. I mean, obviously for us, it was the first, where were you when this happened? I think that was the first, you know, real big, dramatic public display that we went through as a whole generation. And I just, I thought it made me think of it because I just watched the documentary on it and I just wanted to cry all over again. Yeah. Also, we didn't, we didn't go through a lot of, like our parents, you know, they went through a lot of stuff. They seen a lot of things, you know, Vietnam War, all this other stuff. We really didn't see much of that. I know the Iraq war was going on, but that really wasn't televised as much as stuff is now. I think 9-11 was the thing that I think impacted us. I know it's happened later, but I think that- We were still really young. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, that was still over 20, how long now? I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, I, my, I had kids in school at that point, which was pe- petrifying. I was in college for yeah. academy. Yeah, yeah I mean, I just was out of college. I remember freaking out. My dad saying, "You know, you never really had to go through any of this kind of trauma like other generations have." Well, Patty, I feel like our generation definitely had some, though. Like before the we had the Challenger, which we all watched in school in elementary school. Before right. that, we watched Ronald Reagan get shot. You know, that's I. I remember I really liked him. He reminded me of my oh grandpa. Oh my god, me too. And I lost my mind. Dude. I was so upset. Same, same, <laughs> and especially like and especially because our generation also like politics wise, like the president of the United States was like almost, yeah. you know, he was god. actually well respected at that. Yeah, point. yeah. So like the idea that someone wanted to kill him was just traumatizing. And yeah. then, and then we, you know, we had. Um, Listen, I lost my mind when Steve Irwin died. Okay, so that was Steve Irwin. Oh, my <laughs> oh God, Steve, yeah. yeah, that was really. That was tell devastating. You, that was like America's father died. I <laughs> cried so hard. Yep. Me too, yeah. girl. Yep. I was like, that was my dad, but Australian, so you can all exactly. just. Exactly. <laughs> We, like, we no. also we also had for significance we had the um the Berlin Wall come down too. That was yes. I was just gonna say we had some really less traumatic but really neat things. <laughs> I think there. I was in seventh or eighth grade when that happened. Yeah, it was nineteen eighty nine. Okay, it doesn't have to just happen to us as children. All I keep thinking about is that all these things keep freaking happening in our lifetimes. If you think of it as a whole, like oh, yeah. <laughs> I can collectively our trauma level is pretty freaking high oh yeah right. we'll, we'll also think about the things that we were taught to be scared of um you know not like, only you know was the president being shot and you know astronauts were blowing up but there was you know just the everyday stranger danger with the vans and the kids on the well, yeah, we on milk cartons for yeah. crying out loud. and then there like, was, it wasn't a joke no and Man. then there was like the um you know the razor blades and pins in our candy and then mm-hmm. there was the quicksand bermuda triangle everyone thought we were going to catch on fire like yeah there was so much stuff and then of course you know the more serious stuff like like aids was such a scare thing at that time too that like it made sex scary like there was a lot no oh, and yeah. 
And don't forget that we were young enough, you know, young adults when they started talking about Y2K. And like, oh, yeah, the right. world was going to end. Yep. <laughs> we were going down, man. We were all imploding. It was happening. We stocked up on our toilet paper then, too. We just all forgot. I just remember just being my anxiety level so high and just panic attacks all the time. Yeah. Multiple times a day. I don't know if my son's generation has to worry about this, but I worried about getting beat up all the time. Like, school yeah, was well, a nightmare. That's, because that's how we handled that. Yeah, but then, then as adults, then we have kids, and we're sending them to school, and they're getting shot. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. I had a constant level of anxiety the whole time my kids were in school because yeah. I was terrified because it was always and on the news. That, I well, think is even so. Most of us were already parents by that point when that happened. Like well, yeah, Columbine. when Col- Columbine was when, in, um, in the nineties, when uh, which McCallie happened. I mean, uh, yeah, Candy Hook. When we Sandy don't have to be scared happened. for ourselves. We're you scared know, for our kids. Were, all parents i think and then immediately it was just like i wanted to go get my son immediately even though yeah. i knew he was safe he was just a little bean at the time and i just couldn't fathom yeah and, yeah i'd rather you know, be scared for myself than be scared for my my child worry about my child you know yeah for sure yeah yeah that was that was definitely i think and i think the only ever shooting we ever really learned about before that was like texas a&m yeah, it was so far yeah. off because it was in the seventies. You know. Yeah, well, and and Berkeley, like, Berkeley was another one that they taught us about, but that also was yeah. again, it was in the seventies or whatever, the sixties. Mm-hmm. So it was it was another removed thing. So we also off. we also had the L.A. riots and the whole Rodney King thing that oh, happened. Yes, and we were OJ and Rodney King were the big thing when we were in that part of our prime that high school prime okay so generation x is often characterized as being independent and resourceful how do you see these traits reflected in your own life or in the lives of your peers i will fix anything that is wrong in my house i will not pay somebody to do it if i need to rewire a lamp or install a dishwasher or i mean i do it all Yep. Yes, but my kids never paid for anything. They did it themselves too, you know. Yeah, but, but I have a friend that's a generation before us, mm-hmm. and she doesn't do shit. <laughs> like she calls, calls me tool time Martha Stewart because yeah. I cook and then I also fix things. And she'll be like, "Come up, can you come over to my house and can you fix this? Can you fix this?" Because her freaking husband doesn't do it either, and he's—I think he is a Generation X because he's only a couple years older than me. Oh, there you so go. So he's a Generation X, and she's like a generation above. And it's like he doesn't do shit, and I go over and I do everything. Yeah, my husband doesn't do. I mean, he—he he doesn't do. He couldn't do it. If, oh, I feel so bad saying this. He—he he doesn't know how to use any tools. All the tools in the house are just <laughs> pretty to look at. He's beautiful. <laughs> The, the, yeah, it's but I do it all. I do it all, and I love it. I don't. I'm not like bitter thing? about it or anything. I love it. Yeah. Do you think that's a male thing with Generation X? I don't know. It might be, but it's not like that's he's he, he's not lazy. He just no. He he grew up in a boarding school, so it wasn't you know, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, what I mean, was... he just didn't have anything to go by or teach him how to do it. <laughs> Yeah. See, Dave. I, I, I was self-taught. I didn't have anyone to teach me either. <laughs> no. Boarding, I think I think boarding school is like a whole new like culture. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's completely different from like how we grew up. I know, oh, like, yeah. um, 
Dave, Dave has so many tools. It's ridiculous. And like <laughs> he, I don't know how many like old Jeeps he's gotten and just like made them come to life. And I'm, he's, he tells me what he does. And I'm just like, okay, car parts. That's awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> But also, can we discuss the fact that that our need to fix everything and do everything ourselves is called hyperindependence, and it's a uh, uh, <laughs> mechanism for drama? Yeah, <laughs> no, that is true. It's a trauma response. Yep. I think again, we have we've come to the conclusion that trauma is the base of our generation. So. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, because no one was watching us, and we were all in the streets getting molested and freaking <laughs> mm-hmm. almost dying and everything else that, like, we all just have trauma. Yeah, <laughs> and getting shamed for that trauma happening to us. It was our fault somehow. Oh, yeah. Well, and you know right. what? I think our generation is possibly even the first one where we are recognizing that we've had trauma that's causing a lot of our behaviors. Yeah. Because yeah. I know my mom... Like the gen- like her generation, I know she's had a lot of traumas. Oh but yeah, she's still in denial. Yeah. Oh yeah, mine too. Yeah. yeah. So crazy. I think we're the first generation, possibly, Absolutely. that's like, hey, you know what? We this this is why we're acting this way, and this is why I have these feelings. Whereas, you know, I think older generations they just hit it because they still yeah. have that um, that um, embarrassment kind of thing. Like, yes. oh my gosh, you know that Absolutely. like stigma yeah. like we had mentioned. I kind of unwittingly laid into my mom about it, about me and and, and a job and things like that. And she's like, you have to get a job. I said, listen, I was so all set doing what I was doing that I never got the opportunity to do what I wanted to do. Because it was so instilled in me to do what I had to do. I wasn't allowed to do what I wanted to do. Yeah. And and it was kind of funny because, you know, my mom is a spitfire and she doesn't like, we'll go back and forth. And she's like, you know what? You're right. I, I didn't let you, you know, do these things. And I I kind of like, we were talking about money and financing. I was like, you never taught me about money. I just knew that I had to have credit someday. I didn't know anything that was going on whatsoever i said and i struggle now with money because i never had good habits i never had good anything to be able to even be like look back on and say yeah my parents did this my parents did that because neither one of them were great with money either yeah well into their adulthood so i didn't have great you know representations of what i was supposed to be doing and you know that was the whole thing and so it was a whole conversation with us about it she's like you know she was kind of admittedly wrong and it was kind of nice to be able to talk to her like that and yeah like this fucked me up i mean game changers that i could have gone through had i had a different mindset in my life and so it was it was an interesting conversation with her because she said, well, I wasn't really allowed to do that in my life. So I didn't really allow anybody yeah. to do it in there. We passed, we passed down our traumas and our, the things we've learned as survival traits to the younger generation, unless we actively break the cycle. The other day I had a conversation with my mother and it's so funny because she has literally turned into my main hype person. She's like, you want to do that? Do that. You don't want to be married? Don't be married. What do you want to do? What's going to make you happy? And I think it's because she couldn't. So now she wants all of that for me. You know, right. I think that because there's lots of times where I'm like, 
I'm like, you really had it rough. Like the stories slowly start coming out over the years. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel so bad. And I'm like, why don't you guys get the therapy? Why don't you express your rage? Like when she's like, I, I just don't, I just can't. And I, yeah. and it like breaks my heart. And I, that's why I'm always like the other day, <laughs> the, the little one here freaking scared the shit out of me. Cause I hear bang, bang, bang. I was like, <laughs> what the hell was that? And it turns out like she was filled with rage and needed to punch <laughs> something. And I was like, oh, oh, all right, go ahead, girl. Do your thing. Like, yep. <laughs> shit, girl. You feel better? All right. <laughs> like, don't keep anything in. We're not keeping shit in anymore. No, nope, yeah. let it out. Like, it's all that generational bullshit. You're like, express your feelings, girl. Yep, that's how we are in this house, too. <laughs> yeah. Feel them emotions. Feel them. <laughs> Everybody's in therapy. And you're going to therapy. And you're going to therapy. <laughs> Everybody go to therapy. <laughs> fucking around. No more carrying that generational shit down. We ain't doing that. Nope. <laughs> but I think that that's what our generation does too. Is we were like, oh, I understand why my parents are fucked up. I yeah. understand why I'm fucked up. Maybe we got a little too soft on the youngins, but you know what? We're gonna. We're eventually we'll figure it out. <laughs> we will. We will. Yeah. yeah. And I remember well, at least we were willing to change. Right. You know. And I remember and us when we were younger saying that so these are things we'll never do to our kids. Yeah. 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 yeah well, I think that has a lot to do with what, what we did as parents is, you know, we didn't want to do the same things that our parents did to us. Yeah. And they only did the things they did to us because they didn't know any better either. Like, right, said, right. Exactly. I keep hearing shit about my parents that I had no freaking idea. Like, from their siblings or from other family. I'm like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> how, how, what the hell? Just <laughs> Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's well, not like it makes it okay, but it's like one of those things where it's like, I get it. Yeah, yeah. it makes it. I like to say it's not an excuse, but it's an explanation. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we if we understand it, then it's easier for us to heal yes. and, and accept, you know, I mean, it's just, it's important to talk about stuff. Yeah. They didn't treat us the way they did because they didn't love us. They treated us the way they did because they didn't, that's all they had to work with. Yeah, they didn't yeah. know any better. Yeah. 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 They didn't have exactly. therapy. No. Nope. <laughs> And they, and they were them. only they were only ever taught shame when it came to their feelings. God, yeah, shame is a big one. Yeah. 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 What were some of the iconic toys or games that you think were prominent in our era? Oh my god, wait, I gotta say it. I just literally saw a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> all of Generation X and it was Operation and he's yes. like I don't understand why you guys are so worked up about it and then he like started to play the game he's like what the hell is this no wonder you all have anxiety and what yeah and perfection one? was it perfection yeah. yeah everything We're jumped out of us and zapped us yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. torture toys there was freaking lawn darts for Christ's sake <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah isn't it isn't it crazy that like the grown-ups to us like they needed to be told that giant darts being thrown back and forth were yeah. not was not a good idea like what? they had to be told that <laughs> yeah everything could kill us when we were growing up everything <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, it's ridiculous. Action Park. I don't know if any of you guys ever went there, but Action Park. Oh, I know. Okay, so that that theme song lives rent-free in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Action, 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 park, 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 park. Yes. (laughs) And that thing got shut down from one of the most dangerous places. Yeah. Uh, really? Yes. Oh, so you don't know about that? Oh, you have to, no. you have to Google search Action Park. There's a documentary because... about it. Oh, my God. Oh, are yeah. you fucking serious? Really? There's a documentary about it. Yes. Huh. That is That was one of the most dangerous amusement parks ever made. A lot of people oh died. God. Oh, my uh-huh. God. I remember... I remember going up on the little ski lift where the alpine slide was, or like the alpine like thing where you rode in those little tiny, I don't know, it's like a piece of plastic with four wheels and a brake that can hardly ever work. Yes. And I remember going up there and being so scared. And I think I was only like nine years old. But I was so scared because there was this person that was coming around a corner on that cement alpine slide. (gasps) <gasps> and they went flying off like this this person just wiped out on the cement i was just like holy shit i'm like please <laughs> so when i went down i was so scared because i thought i was going to be like that and then i remember there was like a cliff jump and like you yep, just dropped yep. from like some huge cliff and so you just jumped down, and I, I remember it's like I was trying to hold my nose, and it was like all the water just like went completely like in my lungs and my nose. It was oh. just like <laughs> it was terrible. Didn't yeah, somewhere so, in Hart- but, nope. didn't somewhere in Hartford have an alpine slide? Like if you were driving on the highway, like to be honest, my mom never drove. She had too many kids in the damn house. Yeah, it was like no, you can't put all twelve kids or you know eight kids in a freaking four-seater car no yeah. was, no it was like it was like oh you gotta go somewhere you either get a ride or you walk and you know no you can't walk because someone's gonna steal you yep so yeah. I'm like, all right i'll go play in the fucking woods bye <laughs> god 12 yeah. kids can you oh. imagine having 12 kids no Ugh, no no oh. no never never no oh. no 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 <laughs> How do you and it was, and it literally was in the morning. Eat your cereal. You're done with your cereal. Get outside, and the door was locked. You could not come back in until the streetlights came on, and that was when, hey, the door's unlocked. Yeah. And they wonder why we got pregnant in high school. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then when you're a teenager, it's like, oh, hey, I want you home before the streetlights come on now because you're going to be out and getting pregnant. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But <laughs> it really happened. They were true. They they were actually telling the truth. But yeah, <laughs> we were not going to listen because you know we knew everything. Well, we were raising <laughs> ourselves, and then they all of a sudden they want to raise us. Uh uh-uh. uh. I know, yeah. right? It's like get out yeah, of the I'm house. Sure I'm now. Stay out of the house. No, you get in the house. Right. <laughs> it's like, woman, I've been my own parent this whole time. Now you're trying to tell me. Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. <laughs> We're feral. We are. Can't now it's not going to work. We're still feral. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about anybody else, but like creepy freaking movies have been, I don't know if it's like the generational thing, but I love freaking creepy movies. Oh, yeah. Like Exorcist and like The Predator and Terminator and, mm-hmm. you know. I all totally the think our whole that, generation you know? was raised on Michael Myers and Freddy. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're oh. a different kind of scary people. That's how we knew we were alive. Well, I mean, even 
at our our children's movies they weren't exactly not scary like the the last unicorn love it to death but scary as right like that is not cool yeah and then it was like mom's like here watch this movie it's called the dark crystal it'll be great exactly (laughs) you know never-ending story and the world's gonna end what about the rats of nim or whatever the the hell i love that movie I love that movie, but it was so scary. And then, like, Labyrinth. It's like Jim Henson, and it's funny, Beautiful. and ha huh? like, <laughs> like, Oh, yeah, Muppets. Oh, whoa. Like, and then those Muppets with the freaking heads that, that they're juggling. Like, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to take your head off, lady. But you know what I think <laughs> it was? I think the reason why we like those kind of movies, horror movies, so much is because our lives, we were so anxious, anxiety-ridden, and scared all the time. That was the kind of scared that we could control. Yeah, no, you are you are definitely sure. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we, we our all of our movies had to have like some kind of like anxiety or or some kind of like adrenaline driving thing yeah. to it. Yeah, we're like, oh, our life isn't so bad. These things aren't trying to pull our heads off, right? <laughs> I wanted to live in Labyrinth. I'm like, I'll live there. I'll be a lot happier than I am now. Yeah. I know, right. <laughs> Right, yeah. I remember being confused as to, like, why did she want to wake up? Look at her dress, and she's dancing with David Bowie? I don't understand the, the problem King, here. I mean, that's why I, I love dominant men the way I like them. It started with him. Right. <laughs> that yeah. At the end, when he's like, fear me, love me, and I will be your yes. slave, I'm like, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just yes. That was that that definitely sounding yes. yeah <laughs> and looks like you okay yeah yeah Where's as long as you wear what you're wearing right now mm-hmm. yes please <laughs> oh David Bowie I miss him he was beautiful right right seriously okay well on the David Bowie thing the next question is. How did the music of the era, so being the 80s and the 90s, shape you and your earlier years, like your kid and teen years? Is there any specific songs or artists that left a lasting impression? Hell yeah. Well, first of all, I don't know about you guys, but I hated 80s music while it was happening. I like it now, but I was seven, you know, 60s and 70s all the way until, of course, what, 91 when... Freaking, you got Nirvana and Pearl Jam and Radiohead and Soundgarden. Uh, Soundgarden, you know, um, I'm missing a couple other. Alice and Chains. Thank you. That changed everything. That was music that we've never heard before, and it was mm-hmm. so good. Um, and I remember us driving around with some other of our friends, like our guy friends, and just driving around listening to the radio, waiting for certain songs to come on. Yeah. So we could sing them, yeah. you know. Yeah. It was just we made our mixtapes. Yeah, yes, mixtapes. <laughs> sitting, sitting at by the radio, just waiting for the song that you wanted, so mm-hmm. you could put and record at the same mm-hmm. time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Yeah. I can yeah. remember sitting in my my room. Just I don't know what it was. I was probably like, I don't know, thirteen maybe. And I was just absolutely obsessed with Nobody's Fool from Cinderella. 
Oh, he was beautiful, wasn't he? In that song, he was just so pretty. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, there yeah, were certain pretty. guys to me that were so pretty. It was just like, I might be gay. I don't know what this is. <laughs> I like it. Hey, I insisted Boy George, George was a girl. Like, I would not believe that it was a guy, no matter what anybody told me. <laughs> too pretty. He's too pretty, yeah. Um, so do you guys think that the emergence or how did the emergence of MTV and music videos in the 80s and 90s, like, shape your music experience? Oh, I realized that, like, my my body and, like, my anything that I can do would never surmount to what they can do on TV. <laughs> I think that was our social media of the time of, you know, who's Tawny Katane? Like, come on, who's going to... Be right. able to writhe around on the hood of a car, not dent it, a it'll fall off. Yeah. Be able to just do splits or, or with this glorious hair. They like they, they like danced beautifully, and then we tried doing it, and it was like something from like a fail. You know <laughs> what I mean? It was so horrible, and it's like, I, it's like, how do these people know how to do this? I can't do it, and then it was like utter failure. Yeah, I just <laughs> loved watching the videos. It was like, ah, I don't know how to explain it. It was like a a warm hug or something. I don't know. I was obsessed mm-hmm. with MTV. Kurt Loader was just like, oh, he was, yeah. he was my comfort. <laughs> it was yeah. like, as well, soon as you heard the MTV news, you were like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, Anne, I think you hit it on the head. It was kind of our social media in the fact that like, so if you went over to someone's house you know, what would you put on? Usually MTV, MTV. in the background. Yep. You know, at school, what would people be talking about? Oh, the videos they watched on MTV, mm-hmm. you know? Big people cultural say to me, Did you watch this video? I'm like, they still do that? Where do you watch videos? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you gotta go to YouTube. I'm like, that's yep. way too much work. Yep. Yeah. I just want to, yeah, I just want a channel. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but even even through our experience with MTV, it shifted greatly from when it came out in the early oh, '80s. Yeah. Um, you know, to what it oh, was. Sorry. You know, our junior senior year of high school, it was it Nothing. turned into more shows. I mean, there were definitely videos on there. There was, you know, still Headbangers Ball. There was Yo MTV Raps. Mm-hmm. There was the count- down trl trl but then they started to do more of the shows like, like real, real world. world yeah those real yeah. world shows that first and then, real world show was the one to take mtv down for sure yeah, yeah. And then, well, and then, do you, you remember they also had the um game shows like yeah. single yeah. and control and like Colin kind of- Quinn. <laughs> yeah oh God, i love that piece of shit i don't know why <laughs> He was such an asshole, but I was like, I love this guy. <laughs> but how did, so how did MTV impact your, your life, I guess? Uh, I don't know. I was an only child. So it was like, it was like a sibling, you know I mean? I mean, only child parents kind of not around a lot. So it was just me and MTV. Yeah. It's my yeah, comfort. Really. Yeah, exactly. It was definitely the the comfort zone of what's going on, especially like, especially, I don't know. I want to say like in the, the teen years, like I'll never forget. Like it started to get crazy with like the heavy metal, like the real, that was where I really was able to like recognize who singers were. I, I find myself these days 
Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't know certain singers if I passed them on the street. You know, I yeah. would Yeah. Yeah. Some of my absolute favorite people are if I didn't watch them on MTV, I wouldn't know. So it's like now there's certain, you know, people that I, I, I love these, these, this music. And I'm like, I don't know what they look like. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's bad, dude. I feel like a jerk. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I can't watch but- it all the time because my parents would sit there and, uh, I mean, I'm, I was in a house with how many people? My mom yeah. would be like, turn that shit off. And there's only like a couple of TVs, you know? And so it was like Wheel of Fortune would be on or like, you know, Unsolved Mysteries <laughs> or yeah. some other crap, you know, Dateline. <laughs> and I'm and, um, sitting there watching that stuff and Archie Bunker and freaking Sanford. Archie Bunker. <laughs> yeah. You know, or Sanford and Sanford, you know? So it's like that yeah. kind of stuff. And Little House on the Prairie on repeat mm-hmm. all day long, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So that was, so MTV, like I would sit there and I would start watching it, maybe watch like 20, 30 minutes before I'm like, turn that shit off. Give me the box. <laughs> <laughs> I was lucky yeah. enough to grow up with a musician. So to have so me, was and yeah. it was really no, like it, he would look at it and be like, what the hell are you listening to watching? What is that? Yeah. You know, he would always, you know, make fun of the, like poison and everybody for the hair and the makeup yeah. and he's like he's got more makeup on than you I'm like shut up hey that's when men were men <laughs> he was yeah, yeah right okay <laughs> yeah how about you lily how was how did M- mtv impact you i didn't yeah no it's getting freaking shampoo like snow shampoo things from my neighbor <laughs> or, or we were getting chased by your brother on a quad who tried to kill yes. us yeah. <laughs> Your brother was running around talking. in the woods. That's the only thing I remember about my childhood: running around in the damn woods. Yeah, <laughs> trying to avoid her five thousand <laughs> Did you have any notable fashion phases or trends from uh, the era that stick out? And I know for a fact that every single one of us needs to come clean about the hair because <laughs> we all, we at all the have very least. Hair. Yeah, the little bows that was on the back of the bottom of our pants. Remember that the jeans with the little bows at the back of the bottom with the zipper. Yeah, or the zipper. Those were like like our generation's version of the skinny jeans. Yes, yes, and I hated that. I was never a fan. I'm. It was funny because during most of that time, I was such a. My mom was like thrift store. Yeah, like it wasn't so I was kind of I was just I was in tie dyes all the time and I was in that kind of hippie grunge hippie grunge phase. Yeah, Yeah. we all did hippie grunge. Yeah, it was it was definitely not like I was never a I hated wearing jeans, so I was always in skirts, the long skirts and blowy skirts. Yeah, I hated. I didn't like sneakers and I didn't like form fitting clothes. I was never comfortable enough mm-hmm. in my skin. So it's kind of funny because I didn't really, I just looked at the sense was, hey, this fits. Um, so I kind of got made fun of a little bit because of that, because I didn't really give a shit what I. I was the same way. Well, I think, I think too, um, especially our later teenage years, grunge was such a big thing See, that's and it was really like, was in my stride because it, yeah. it was no, yeah. it was 
It was comfort over expectation of others. Yeah. Dude, I wore boxer shorts with the crotch sewed up to school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, am I? Uh, remember my jeans with the fishnet? <laughs> yes. And the five. And then I would wear t-shirts that would touch the tops. And be like, oh my god, it was fishnet all the way up. Like, yeah, idiot. I fucking wore fishnet. Fucking. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think I think some other trends that we definitely were part of were like, you know, the pegged jeans where we folded it. Yeah. Folded yeah. The bottom of our I jeans. was never yeah. cool enough to be in that category. I didn't become cool until grunge was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> With my and then, um, I was cool. I just did it. There was like banana clips, which apparently are coming back into style. Listen, I have to say, I tried one on and I was like, I don't care. Through the ages, my hair has looked slamming in a banana clip. <laughs> <laughs> my I hair's too straight. straight. I cannot and I will not. My hair they they will not. They will not stay in my Mine hair. And in the 80s, I was so sad. And my mom was like, I'm not buying you another one. It doesn't stain your hair. And I'm like, but everyone is wearing them, mom. <laughs> yeah, no, for whatever reason. Mom, you're ruining just... my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then jelly bracelets. That was oh, a big thing those. when we were younger. And the jelly shoes that always smelled mm-hmm. after a while. Yeah. And like, um, the leggings with the little strappy things that go under your under your Yes. Foot. Yeah, the stirrup pants. Yes. Stirrup pants. Yes. yes. Oh, I yeah. Love yep. <laughs> and then those skirts. Yes. And then, the, and then the skirts, the top of them were like the jean skirt. And yes. then like part way down, they like frilled out. I love those. Mm-hmm. And yeah. jackets in different colors. We were never rich enough or had enough money to get that kind of stuff. But yeah, I me neither. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we, I think we wore some in- hyper color too. Oh yeah! Oh my God! Right. My tenth grade picture I'm wearing one of my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. And Eastland shoes people used to wear all the time. Mm-hmm. I was so Champions. happy. Champions. Do you know what? Do you know what's interesting about um, Champion and bomb equipment? Is so when we were in you know, junior high and the very beginning of high school, Champion was, like, a big deal. Bum was a big deal. Those were the, like, the brands people were wearing. Yeah. Apparently, in other parts of the country, they were known as, like, the poor people's trash clothes. <gasps> Apparently, yes. That, was that makes sense. Yep. <laughs> like, what? What the hell? So all of us in New England were like, oh, my God, I'm so cool. Look at my champion sweatshirt. And the rest of the country was like, look at those freaking bumpkin losers. <laughs> yeah, they're very not not as high end as we anticipated. You know, who, I, I, it's so, isn't it weird? Because it was like a frenzy at the time. Oh, yeah. I thought you, I thought you know, people were rich that wore those things. Yeah, yeah. I remember getting like, because my mom wouldn't buy me the real champion sweatshirts that were heavy and like, you know, had that ribbing on the side and like whatever. And I was so upset. And then we went somewhere and we found some that were on sale. And she's like, okay, I'm going to buy this for you. And I was so thrilled that I could finally like join the pack and just. (laughs) 
my my sad little disheart disheartened freaking soul of a middle-aged woman just when i found out that like the rest of the world were like yeah that's that's hobo trash it was comfy yes. it was comfy yeah. I would always steal Anne's stuff. I would steal all her tie dyes and all like her bomb sweatshirt, and that all ended up which in is, my drawer. <laughs> you know, which is funny because um, when we were just talking about the the skinny jeans with the zippers and the ties and all that kind of stuff, yeah. I used to steal yours. <laughs> my parents wouldn't buy that stuff for me, so I got it from you. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, that's how it should be, right? Yeah, totally. Oh, it's so funny. So funny. Um, I just had a thought, and then I lost it. That happens all the time. <laughs> oh, this this old lady brain fog. Let me tell you, it sucks. <laughs> it's like I I I some sometimes I wonder am I actually going to forget who I am one of these days? Mm-hmm. I swear, I'm like I'm I'm like I, I've been around too many dementiatic patients and people with Alzheimer's to think that I'm not halfway there. (laughs) That's why I forgot high school. So I had room for stuff for now. (laughs) Especially because like, I think about how much partying we all did in our formative years. Mm -hmm. And like, is that going to make it worse later on? I think we pickled our brains. I think we're safe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. From here on out, we should be okay. Yeah. Yeah. My husband and I went to say something at the same exact time this afternoon, so I let him go and say it, and then he goes, what were you going to say? I went, it, it left as fast as it came in. I <laughs> true. That is so, so true. That happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Did any of you have any idols or role models from the world of entertainment? Like, I know that we all had, like, you know, an aunt or a grandmother or a mom or a dad that we thought were the best. But I I mean, culturally, like, who is someone that impacted you from the public eye, but, like, impacted you as a person? Well, I can, from the 80s, 90s. I can speak for Anne, but she, it wasn't 80s, 90s. No. <laughs> it was Janis hey. Chaplin. And I remember sitting in her apartment and we watched The Rose. Yes. Multiple God. times. Multiple yeah. times. So and same thing times. with The Doors. Mm-hmm. That movie. My mom always, she always said I was just born in the wrong era. And I really feel like... I really feel like that because again, like my fashion sense, my, my thought process, everything about me was not of my generation. Yeah. I don't know if I musically had an idol. Um, I just know that my favorite band was Beatles. It still is. Uh, And I listened to. And I can attest to waking up on Sunday mornings to a deafening sound of get up, get out of bed. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> okay, we're coming. I don't know. I don't really know if I had any kind of role model growing up. I was just kind of just me, just struggling to figure out who that was. Right. I think I don't know. Did I? Did our generations really have role models, or is that something that's now? Well, now I a thing? feel like um, maybe like not. Per- I mean, when I was little, I guess, but like Madonna was one for our generation. I would think. 
she, you know, definitely invoked the whole girl power kind of like sexuality thing for our our generation, I think. Yeah. I mean, not not now, <laughs> but back then. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, for sure. I feel like she was definitely a, a front runner of what our parents kind of didn't want us to, to model after. And, right. You know, it was right. like, oh, no. And I think but all of us, but all of us girls, and we were young when she first came out. I think it was like eighty four, eighty five. You know, we I I remember personally like wearing the shirts that like kind of went off the shoulder a little bit, wearing you know the scarf tied in my hair, and like just wanting to like be her, and like the fingerless gloves, those like lace things, gloves. Those, those were like, probably one of the only things fashion wise that I was like, I must have this. I must have this. <laughs> I love those witchy, witchy shoes, you know, like the, the black boots that went to your ankle and they had the little heel. Oh, yeah. Those yep. I loved. My role model, um, let's see, Zester, um, okay. my role model wasn't really like someone from a band or anything like that. It was from TV. Yeah. And like they were so Sarah from The Terminator that was Ripley from. Um, yes. Uh, from Aliens and then mm -hmm. G.I. Jane. Like, those were such, like, strong, badass freaking women, and those were, like, my role models. That explains a lot about you today. Yeah, it really <laughs> does. Yeah, because, like, I mean, I just remember, like, say, like Sarah in the Terminator when she just, like, got in her the Jeep and she just freaking drove off, like, ready to take on the freaking whole, like, world there. I was just like, that's freaking badass. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, how about you, Lily? Mr. Rogers and Steve Irwin. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, the answer for everything is Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin! <laughs> All of it is Steve Irwin. <laughs> Mr. Rogers, because he taught yeah. me to love people, even yeah. if they're assholes. <laughs> do that to this day. And Steve Irwin's like, yes, yeah, stop and touch everything. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I'm always in the woods touching everything. <laughs> How about, were there any books from the 80s or, you know, 90s in your teenage years that had a lasting impression on you? And I know personally I that, that I, I'm asking this because there's like, you know, like super fudge when we were kids or... Um, you know, tales of the fourth grade, nothing like Judy Bloom books were big. Uh, Babysitter's Club books were big. Like that kind Paul of stuff. Paul Revere. Mine was Paul, Paul Revere, where he burned his hand in the fire and oh, got all No, Johnny like, Tremaine. Yes. That was Tremaine? Yeah, he was working for Paul yeah. Revere or something yeah. with the, with yeah. the silversmithing. Yes. And he, yes. That, yes, that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember that. Lord of the Flies. Like, I, I wasn't so much of a big reader in my younger years. I didn't have a lot of, well, that that I remember. I blocked a lot of that out because I was mm. in the hospital a lot. So right. I don't really remember that much. But like in high school, definitely um, The Great Gatsby, like the kind of the classics that we read. Like, mm -hmm. really, we're like, wow, these are actually really good books. When I actually sat down and freaking read them like I was supposed to, they were actually <laughs> pretty good books because I wasn't really an avid reader until my 
probably late teens, early 20s. Yeah, I think um, in high school, the Vampire Chronicles and Rice were huge for me. See, they were, and I just did not read them back then. Yeah. I didn't I read any of those either. until I was in my 20s, and I devoured yeah. every one of her books. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I started, I was like, oh, oh, this is okay. This is cool. I, I yeah. didn't start reading but. until I met my husband. He was a bookworm, and I'm like, what's so great about books? And now I'm like, <laughs> I can't I love survive them. without a book. <laughs> That's funny. I remember uh, finding one of my mom's trashy romance novels. That's that's my first memory of like <laughs> hiding in the room with it. Like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. The best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually used to look for my grandmother's smut novels and then like find the sections that like <laughs> said like teen, you know, <laughs> or whatever. And I'm like, it's throbbing. Yeah. I don't really know what that means, but no, <laughs> I still don't know what that means. <laughs> like I can make it throb if you really want me to punch you in it again. No, I was like, right? <laughs> What am I looking for? I don't understand. Like, why does it sound painful? If that thing starts pulsating at me, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weird terminology. I in those felt things. funny reading those. I always felt like I was watching somebody else's porn. So I just couldn't. I don't They're know. They're great. They're the best. <laughs> and I still, for whatever reason, I it's like watching a porn. I can five seconds and I'm like, what are we doing? Where are we going? Somebody? Yeah. Anybody, please. I'm actually the same I as you. Do it. I, I can't the, read a whole book. The you novelty. gotta find the ones with the good writers. You know what I mean? That that write like a, a good plot and a, they're just good writers, but have so you, a little bit of that in there. Porn too, so you Some guys like washing dishes or mopping the floor and folding yeah. laundry. <laughs> That's a great plot. Those are the right. plots. That's all you need, right? It's the only plot. Yeah. <laughs> Bend over. What? Yeah, and put a little apron. <laughs> and be Not like, now that the house him. is clean. Yeah, now that the house is clean, can I service you? Yes, yes, you can. Yes, yes, oh my can. God, thank you. Yeah. See, we <laughs> should just... with a foot rub. <laughs> yeah. See, we just have to collaborate and write a modern, perfect yeah, novel. Modern <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would be mostly just them servicing us by by doing household chores <laughs> it was so funny because one guy sent me a <laughs> one guy sent me a nude but he had a vacuum cleaner like in front of this is the only way i want nude sent to me <laughs> right oh God, that's perfect that's, I hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious oh, oh yeah he's like doing some spring cleaning i was like that's it. That's the one. <laughs> That's my favorite right there. Oh. How did the school experiences of the 80s and 90s differ from what you see today? <laughs> we had a smoking section. We had a smoking <laughs> section. <laughs> None of the doors were locked on the school. You could leave that school in 100 different locations. And, and no we did. Noticed. And we did. <laughs> and we did. <laughs> Yeah, you could just walk right out and walk home, and nobody noticed. Nobody called your parents. Nope. Yeah. No, unless you were me. Yeah, yeah, go to homeroom. Home that's room. it. And then that's and then you could leave, and nobody would care. Yep. 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 You could fail your classes and still graduate. Jim was so easy to fake, though, because at the end of the semester, they'd hand out your 
activity card, which was just like a calendar with little dots to say that you were there in attendance. Mm -hmm. So I would just bring in like a little like mini golf pencil. And when they would pass it out, I would just dot enough days that I passed and did genius. Well, listen, I really wish I thought of that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what. I had to take I junior and senior so gym my, my senior year. I had to take junior and senior gym. Oh, yeah. oh that's horrible. <laughs> the last day of junior year, for the last two weeks, I had to take gym twice a week. To pass. Oh, I hate it. Oh, I man. It. No. I'll never forget one of the gym teachers like, he got cramps now. Yes, bitch, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Would you like to experience them? Because I'll kick you <laughs> where it counts. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So what was your go-to hangout spots or activities during your teen years? The woods. Come on, I think we were all in the same place, ladies. Should we say it all at once? Yeah. The overflow. Yeah. The overflow, the yeah. Overflow. Or the pit. Yeah. Or the, the pit. pit. Do you hear what happened in the pit? What? No. Driven by there? No. no. Okay. So for my out-of-towners, they decided to dig up the pit what do you know that they found three buried cars oh god they did not find them yes (laughs) ma'am they did oh my god so they dug up the pits ladies i could not i was astounded oh my god i was like oh boy we're all in trouble now (laughs) <laughs> I, not it. I was like i might hide for a few months i don't know the, the <laughs> amount of like DNA in there boons, boons bottles oh, yeah. and wine cooler bottles they must have dug up all the zima bottles are there <laughs> <laughs> all of them all of just all of them <laughs> I'm like, where's my home going? I'm like, I don't even want to drive through this town anymore. I know the the overflow's gone. Now the pit's gone. When I realized the overflow was gone, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Did I just, where am I? I'm like, I'm past where the entrance was. And then I realized on my way back from wherever I was going that you couldn't see it anymore. And I was so sad. Many, many years ago, Dave and I drove up to see if it was still kind of there, even though they had just started paving the road. And when we got up as far as we could go, it was just, they were starting to build houses and it was just like, we're like, if we just walk that way through these people's yard. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know, we know where we'll be, but man, that's so sad. And it makes me wonder where did the the kids party because I know they, they don't, don't party as much. That's the thing is they just don't. They, they, don't. they don't go fucking anywhere. These kids no. do not. They put their out. their headphones on there and they get on their games and they no. that's how they hang out. There's got to be some though, right? Like drinking and like fentanyl's huge now and yeah, like, like they're, I feel they're like, at people's houses. They're oh really? They're at people's houses. Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely not. You know. No. Like, we were Which I mean drunk. is good as, yeah, as parents, it's great because we don't have to worry about it. Right. But like, as as people who had the experiences that we did as teenagers, it it kind of makes me sad. Yeah. <laughs> because like 
those those parties and like those times that we were in the pit and we were at the overflow or the cove or in a hotel room or, or game room wherever, one yeah or game room one or in someone's basement or a house party like those are some of the most vivid and just awesome memories that i have from back then yeah, yeah. same here yeah my son actually called me he was at a grocery store like literally it's a mile and a half from my house and it's less than a mile from the grocery store to his girlfriend's house this mm. one called me he said when you come get us it's raining and the bags are heavy <laughs> i said i can't I get walk them out everywhere. Yeah. you can walk your happy ass back to her house thank you bye yeah we walked <laughs> we used everywhere. to walk yeah like oh, literally yeah. everywhere I'm like, well, the guys carried the keg up the mountain. I said, me and a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, who I happen to be talking to, we had the gallons of grain and alcohol and all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the guys yeah. carried the keg up. But we still went up White Rock and we carried that shit that whole way. Yeah. So, no, we are not the same. And now I will not come get you a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> drizzling and your bag of groceries is heavy. It's so weird. It's so weird how different it is. Yeah. I like the fact that he's not he's not out doing what I was doing at his age. And then he's, yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely not upset that he's not, Yeah, doing it. you know, I wish he would like, you know, like you said, Emily is have some more of those core memories though. Of, yeah. You know. Yeah. They will, but the, I think they'll have them as they get older. You know what I mean? I think mm. now that high school is really starting, I think that will change and, were there any specific foods or snacks that you remember from the 80s or 90s? Onions. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I do remember in high school Mountain Dew being a big deal because yeah. it, it cut out the cotton mouth. And like that was the whole reason that so many people were <laughs> drinking it was because it was very caffeinated and it helped with cotton mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that part, right? <laughs> Fun fact today, I guess. <laughs> and it's like, like stuff, thinking, but it'll cut that cat mouth. <laughs> but like thinking back on it now, it's just it's so ridiculous. Cause like, yeah, of course it helped with cotton mouth. Um, any beverage would have. <laughs> you know I mean? <laughs> We're like, this tastes so good. Have you had this? <laughs> it was Taco Bell for me. I was obsessed. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, we used to hang out in the Taco Bell parking lot for because we were cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially because Taco Bell and McDonald's were right next I to know, each other. And like some people would hang out in the Taco Bell like parking lot, and then other people would hang out in the McDonald's parking lot. And if yep. you were very different, you were across the street at Burger King. See, now, <laughs> like, but then I went through like all the genres at one point when he and the tall one. Right before we got together, that's the only place we went is Burger King. Yeah. But, like, yeah. And before but that, then we'd Ann all and end I would up hang at Remember when we got pulled over and we were shoving beer bottles in our coat because oh. we actually got caught? Remember when uh, one of the guys we hung out shoved his weed down our other girl's friend's yep. pants, the front of her pants? Isn't that super funny thinking about the fact that it's just, it's legal now? <laughs> like, you know, like Not these kids have to go through. Like, they have no idea 
how easy they have it and like how hard it was and what a thing it was oh, yeah. back in our day. But I would like to say, I heard someone say it, that ultimately with the food, we did all end up at Denny's. Yes, yes. we did. Yes. yes. Denny's. Yes. And then also after billiards, the friendlies that was right there. Yes. yes. Waffle fries with the cheese. Oh, oh that was so <laughs> good. And then we would drink in the woods so- behind friendlies remember and then we'd be yeah. and stumble in there. on the railroad track yes. yep. and, and, and hang out with the bums yep oh my god we really hung out with homeless people we what was his name so they I would buy us alcohol about them. and then we'd stumble oh, in and uh, drunk and order food <laughs> and then fun dip the oh my god remember that with those little tiny sugary it's like it's just a pack oh, of yes. sugar with a sugar stick yes. and then the um as weird as it as it is at the carnival, you'd get the um, the how, those candy cigarettes that yes. smoke. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! And you right. blow out smoke like a puff of smoke. Yeah, yeah. And we like, felt, we felt so I don't even cool. know what the hell that was that we were pumping out. Baby powder. I know, right? right? Talcum powder. <laughs> <laughs> I have like the mega pixie sticks. Oh yes, oh, yeah. they were like enormous, and like you yes. just pound them, and then like twist. <laughs> like we'd all go to diabetic shock. <laughs> yes. Okay. The ni- I was like, the why would you give this to a kid? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like straight sugar, just straight sugar to the head. So good. <laughs> Hell yeah. I also think that like. Pizza Hut when we were little was, was an experience too. Oh, yeah, yeah With like the red going. Cups, they had I don't know yes. why, but they had the best like big red soda cup. Yes, yep. yes, yes, yes. And then they had the every single Pizza Hut, no matter where you went, had that Pac Man t- yep, table. table. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, and it was always warm in there. And just you know what I miss? Oh. I miss jukeboxes. Like, yes, yeah. go to any restaurant or place like that, and they'd have a jukebox, you know, and you could yes. just pick music and listen to it. I love that. I wish they still did that. Yeah. Oh, same. I mean, they also same. had like vending machines with cigarettes in them at the time. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. So that you would put a diamond and you can call people from the phone. Because <laughs> <laughs> our beeper would go off and we have to call the number and find out who it is. Because. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I would cool. get gr- I would get grounded from the phone, and I would go and walk like a mile or two just to get to the closest payphone so I could have some sort of life. It was so dumb. Oh, I was lucky because remember the the extra mart was like three doors down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. It's such a weird change like even just the phone because it's like if you remember like when we were younger it's like even before the beepers no one got a hold of us once we left nope the house if there was an emergency (laughs) we were screwed that was it yeah yeah and like forgot my cell phone i was like and I felt that panic. I was like, really? Yeah. Really? Because you lived your whole life freaking without it. You know, <laughs> I know. I myself yeah. down. Yeah, same. I, I'm the same way. And mm-hmm. it's like, I think about it now. And it's like, we still made it to where we were supposed to be or with who we wanted to meet up with, even though we didn't have our phones. And like, we had plans. We just, we just found Yeah. Them. 
just somehow gravitated to the right places. And we all no, kind no. of lived, like, across town from each other. You know what I mean? Like, a couple yeah, might we all live very but... close to each other at all. No. Yeah. No. Yep. Yep. But we'd still walk all the way around town to see each other. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, you would not even recognize that street oh now. God, it's yeah. Like, it's, it's like, it's basically, like, what the Berlin Turnpike no. used to be when we were in high yeah. school. Yes. Really? Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. Are those apartments still there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They look exactly the same from the Yeah, outside. exactly. Like, it's literally exactly the same. And there's houses there instead of cows. Oh, don't tell me so that. That's going to break shocking. my heart. That was yeah, cool. yeah. That was Everywhere you would if if you came home, especially you because you've been gone for so long. Uh, Twenty if you years. Came, yeah, like, dude, if you came home now oh. and just drove around our hometown, Even you would you would be just floored at the difference. Like, yeah, it, we've been gone. It. Like we've been gone for eight years, I think it is, and yeah. we go back occasionally because we have family there. And it's it still like boggles my mind and just like mm. blows me away the difference just in that amount of time. So oh, God. yeah, it's pretty crazy. Behind oh. where um, Blockbuster used to be for reference, mm-hmm. all those little apartments back there. Oh yeah, yeah, that is insane oh, over there. Terrible. Yeah, I couldn't believe it when I saw that we were down a few few months ago, and that whole area is just. Wow. Yeah. And like, what is it like now? it's just like it, all it's all it's like condos. condos. It's all weird, yeah. huge condos, and they look so misplaced. Yeah. Because yeah. you yeah, it's crazy. know what was there. It's like there was cute little apartments back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's just it's too much. I don't. I don't. I'm not a fan. I don't even think at this point. I mean, it's just too expensive to rent in that town anyway. But at this point, I don't even think I would want to go back there yeah yeah same same here oh can just congested every and it's these mcmansions these huge freaking houses just gigantic and in all these neighborhoods so it's driving the property value of the houses like the one family houses the one story houses that you see in most of that area up there they're all like being dwarfed by these gigantic houses. And I can't even fathom what the property values are like in that town anymore. Just yeah. because of all of the way it's been treated like that. And so it was a huge problem. We're now the old people that are like, what happened to my town? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so my grandfather used to say too, you know, at all those duplexes, I can't believe all this is here. It looks yeah. so different. It's all used yeah. to be farm. And I'm like, yep. oh, grandpa, I'm fine. Yep. yep. Same and thing with like, my grandma. She would she would talk about how much open land and how everything was farms and all this and it's going hell in a handbasket and like now you know it went to hell in a handbasket it went to hell in a <laughs> handbasket it really is. like it's just so congested you can't even yeah. fart in that town without your neighbor getting I, mad I actually, we want the farms back yeah yeah. You know, yeah. I actually read a article um, just a couple weeks ago that said that that town is. I'm not going to say the actual number, but is in the top, the very top for searched zip codes for people to buy houses in. Really? Nationwide. Really? Yeah. 
A little town, huh? Yep. People, people want to go there. We were like, get me the fuck yep. out of here. Right? Yeah, I moved out of state to get away from it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Another prominent thing that I think that we experienced as Gen X, and I'm not saying that other generations didn't, but I think that we were the last ones where slumber parties were prominent. Yeah. Like, yep. Yeah, for sure. I think our experience as especially girls and 80s kids and 90s teenagers, I think that slumber parties and sleepovers were a huge and significant part of our development and growing up. Yeah, I mean, and slept over every single weekend for years. (laughs) Literally, (laughs) she wasn't at my house, I was at her house for years. <laughs> See, we were married. It's fine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I always said that I wanted to meet a guy that was exactly like her, but a dude. And thank God I did. <laughs> hey, he's pretty. I'll give him that, right? I told you before. He's pretty to look at. So yes. <laughs> Lily and I say the same stuff all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. Our problems would be solved if just one of us had a penis. Right? <laughs> hey, listen, I'm even ready to forego that. <laughs> um, I remember uh, when we were doing sleepovers and stuff, we would go in the circle and rub each other's backs. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> and we would just do the circle yeah. of background. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah, which is funny because like like the stereotype and like joke about guys and like circle jerks and like how yeah. how how different us girls are is like it wasn't we, we just wanted a back rub. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we didn't actually want it. <laughs> Can I the just say my son, my son was in the room when you said that? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Okay, he just kicked me out of his room. (laughs) He's like, You need to go, mother. That was the only spot that nobody was hanging out in that I could just hang out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done playing video games and going to bed. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so like, um, also like, I, I think Esther, you said the Ouija boards, and we would we yes. would do like the trances and like yes. white as a feather, stiff as a board, um, yeah. Bloody Mary, and like Listen, Bloody Mary fucked me up. Yes. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw that bitch. I was like, nope, y'all can kiss again. my ass. I'm not doing this with you again. Well, see, Esther, we can, um, we can do it now. We're gonna do it next summer when we have our vacation together. Oh, yeah. Yes, because yes. <laughs> now I can be like so Mary. We're going to interview you. Everybody, <laughs> shall we? I talk? miss playing hide and go seek out in the dark. <gasps> yes. Oh yeah. Oh, flashlight tag. And then there was like Marco Polo was big. Yep. yep. Man. I, Marco I, Polo. I, I remember. We froze. I don't. I was at a sleepover. It was like my whole like fifth grade class or something. Oh, wow. So it wasn't even like everybody was really good friends. It was just like somebody's birthday. Mm. And I forgot who it was that fell asleep. And these girls froze this girl's bra. Oh. <laughs> I was I was like, my I will put my fingers in my eyes before I fall asleep tonight. Right. 
I had a sleepover for my 13th birthday. Esther, I think you were there, actually. And um, when some people fell asleep, a couple of us took their bras and went to freeze them. But we were idiots, and we didn't put water on them first. We just put them <laughs> in the freezer. <laughs> so, like, the next morning, we were like, ha, ah, ha, we froze your bras. But really, they were just cold. <laughs> they were cold. <laughs> <laughs> like... Oh, how sad. <laughs> there were certain people that, like, you knew, like, I knew in elementary school and most of junior high, um, like, I would be going over to Kim's house almost every weekend for a sleepover. But then anytime anyone had a big, especially in junior high, anytime anyone had a big birthday, we so many slumber parties, just like, yeah. All of the slumber parties. Yeah. Wait, were any of you guys there when the my cat dragged in half a rabbit and left it in the bed? Oh my god! No, no. no. Thank God. I forget who was at that birthday, but she, she's like, "Oh, y'all having a party? I brought snacks." But I remember everyone screaming because it was a half a rabbit. Oh my god! She was just trying to be nice. You were sitting there and thinking about like the. Oh, I can't remember. I might have. I can't remember if I was there, but we were because the Godfather, and we were making jokes about that. And, it was like, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, "Somebody put it in there on purpose." It's like the Godfather. <laughs> No, but it was also one of those nights like you were talking about earlier where we all sat in a circle and scratched each other's yes. backs. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. No, and I remember, so Girl Scouts, and I remember we oh, had to sleep in the freaking woods and it rained the whole weekend. Oh, yes, and did. I remember yep. I, was, I had to sleep where there were slugs. Like, oh, you know, there were ew. Freaking slugs. Nope. And so the and it was the daughter, the one that was near the, the wall of the tent was the daughter of like the freaking whoever the leader was. Yep. The daughter didn't want to sleep near the edge. So they're like, oh, we're ma we're moving some some of the sleeping bags around, and they made me sleep near the fucking oh. edge. We're all the oh. oh, that's so like, rude. I, was, I so, hate that. I was so pissed because I'm like, I don't want to sleep in there. And she's like, you gotta um, do what you're told. Blah blah. Oh my god, that was the last time I went to a freaking Girl Scout summer party. <laughs> right? Oh my shit. god, that's horrible. It's that's so bad. Yeah, it's horrible. I didn't like these little bitches. <laughs> They moved me to the edge and they moved <laughs> the other girl to the middle because she's crying. That's so messed up. So you should you should have cried. Yeah. <laughs> that was mad. She was like, fuck that. I was ready to hurt somebody. Right. <laughs> it was all over us. I remember we had these like we had these like like gowns, like the ponchos that we had to wear the whole weekend. Yeah. And I, I remember, remember doing that. Picks. There were sticks oh. everywhere, all over the poncho. I remember just flicking them off. That's like, horrible. You know, like your your arms would be inside the poncho, and you just like kind of flick the. Ew! <laughs> flying off. Oh my god, <laughs> that's horrible. That's yeah, scarring. That's it is. How how have you ever gone camping again? <laughs> like right. Oh, I know not to sleep near the edge or to make yeah. you know, cold. Yeah, like, I know where not to go. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I remember we glamped. We yeah, glamped. We did. We did glamp. <laughs> well, there's not really any ticks out here, so I don't have to worry about that anymore. Well, that's yeah. good because I hate ticks. They're the worst. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh. I don't have to do tick checks and all that other crap. 
Ugh, I hate that. Um, so Gen X is known for certain slang. I, I mean, every generation has their own slang. Some of the stuff, if you look into it, for our generation that comes up is like tripping. Headbanger wasn't a thing until Headbanger's Ball really came out. Um, chill pill, gnarly, totally to the max, rock out. <laughs> Dude, back out, yes. <laughs> yeah, um, like literally, it's interesting that these weren't phrases really until our generation. Are there any other ones like that you can think of that Calabunga. we use? Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's all gonna be Teenage Root Ninja Turtle stuff. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Totally tubular. <laughs> yeah, and I heard that Rad is coming back. Like, yeah, that's, that's pretty rad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think what's happening now is the '80s and '90s are to the kids of today how the '60s and '70s were for us. Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. Okay, so how did your experience as part of Generation X shape mm-hmm. your approach to adulthood and the responsibility? of being an adult. So how, how did being Gen X make you who you are basically? Don't do anything our parents did. (laughs) (laughs) Go to therapy. Go to therapy. (laughs) Yes. Very, all of that. That's in therapy session, I think. (laughs) The answer is always trauma. Trauma, Yeah. I think it rolls back to that. I think it rolls back to, you know, a lot of us grew up with our parents and uh-huh. I think definitely, you know, some of the things that we had to experience because we just had to, there was no choice. There was no stay at home. Moms were not as big of a thing. And uh-huh. you know what I mean? I know Esther, your situation's <laughs> very different, but you know, with stuff like that, you know, it, you know, me and, and Amy being only children, even, yeah. yeah, we didn't have a choice, but our parents had no choice but to do what they still had to do. So we didn't have a choice but to do what we had to do. Right. So, while I think our parents weren't happy about doing that to us, I think it was just an evil necessity that they didn't have a choice for. And yeah. so I think that shaped me into now as sort of a trauma thing is I don't ask for anything from anybody and I take on everything myself and I get overwhelmed. I think all of us can, you know, certainly agree with that and and relate to that. So I think that's sort of as a whole, I think how all of us have, you know, because of how we had to grow up, which is again, why we're circling back to not doing that with our kids as much as possible. So are we softening them? Yes and no, you know? Yeah, so we're making them going to be uh, mentally sta- more stable adults when they get older. Hopefully, right. I say to to my son all the time, I'm I'm checking in with your mental health because it's important to me. He called me up a couple weeks ago at school and he was having a panic attack and he never had one before, and he was scared. He was like, I can't stop crying. I can't breathe. And I was like, I'm coming right now. We would not have been afforded that opportunity. My mom would have just hung up on me. That's that would, would have been. Like, what do you mean? I can't leave work. You'll be fine. Go to the nurse. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I had a fever was... of 101 and spots on my tonsils. Right. They called my mom. She never showed up. She's like, "Okay, I'll be there in a little bit." Never showed up. The nurse is like, "Is this normal?" I'm like, "Yep." 
I ended up waiting until mm-hmm. the school was over and got on the bus and went home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's- yeah, I think absolutely those were things. I mean, the lifestyle that especially my mom lived, it, it didn't, I didn't have the morning mother. No, that, I didn't either. You know what I mean? That was not somebody. Nobody ever had that opportunity. Life was the morning person. Yep. Didn't make ever. sure I brushed my teeth. Didn't make sure I was, I dressed. My homework was done. I ate. None of that. You know, I got up and did that all myself. Went to school. Yep. Yep. I, I, I'm going to, I have a thing where it's like, I need you guys. I'm going to say a word and whatever your response is to the word, I just, I just want you to say it. Like, just what you personally think, because I think that this is like one of those funny haha things of like our generation. All right. So if you hear the word, stop. Drop and roll. Hammer time. <laughs> hey, hammer time. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I swear we were stopping, dropping, and rolling a whole lot more <laughs> than we, in my brain than we actually. Yeah, I've never forward. once stopped, dropped, and rolled ever. No, and I'm disappointed. No, no, but we were all told that at some point we were going to catch on fire. So yeah. we needed yeah. to know. I mean, see, trauma <laughs> responses. <people. Yeah. laughs> so that's being prepared. Yeah. So that's funny that Esther's the only one that said stop hammer time and the rest of you went to stop, drop and roll. The other ones that are super common for our um, for our generation is stop in the name of love. That's and, what was popping into my head. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then stop, collaborate and listen. <laughs> oh! I would have got there. I would have got there. There's a song for everything. in my world. There is. Right. Not, you can say a word and I will sing you a same same to wrap this all up so we are all generation x right we i believe we mentioned someone mentioned earlier that we are on the tail end of generation x Mm -hmm. so generation x um there's for all generations there are discrepancies for the years um but in general the, the span of years for Generation X is the early 1960s to the early 1980s. The most like prominent one is 1965 to 1980. Okay. Oh. Besides that, people who are born anywhere between 70, 1975 and 1977 through to 1983 or 1985, again, discrepancy, that chunk of time. Zennials. They are Zennials. So we, well, see, here's the thing. We fall into the category of both Gen X and Zennials. We have a unique spot where we are part of two different generations. The technology we we they, our parent like the, the beginning of Gen X didn't have technology we did right 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 and that's huge that's a huge difference yeah. it's a huge difference and now the thing on the internet again because I've I've said you know since I started doing this podcast and I wrote the book 
I've been really like deep into Gen X and Xennial and anything 80s and 90s on the internet. I belong to so many groups and message boards. It's crazy. Now, people have different thoughts about Gen X and the Xennials. Um, how do you guys feel? Because some people are like, no, I am Gen X and that is all I am. Screw you and your Xennials. Screw you and your Millennials and all that. Whereas other people are like, hey, I finally, you know, fit into something. I am part of the Oregon Trail generation. There yeah. is a huge difference between how we grew up and how someone else in the former part of our generation grew up. So what, what are your takes as four women who fit into both categories? What is your take on it? Yeah, no, we're nothing like the people who grew up in the 60s. No. Yeah, no. Yeah. I definitely agree with that too. Yeah. We're we're not like that the the very beginning of our generation. I think oh. we should be some a, di a different generation all on our own. I don't think we should be grouped in with either. Because this we still be had Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, we still had that, you know, again that alone time growing up, but at the same time we were part of the whole movement of, you know, the the computers and the cell phones and yeah. and all of that the older gen xers though like that i've heard people like not that much older than us like just a couple yeah. of years or so they're like why can't people just go into places and apply for jobs yes. i'm like you yeah. don't do that anymore yes. you have to apply online i like yeah you in the place like and they tell you to go sit yeah. in your car and apply online it's like i i've noticed a huge huge difference in a huge span of attitude from um, the older Gen X as opposed to the younger Gen X. I feel like the older Gen X are a lot, and I, I, I hate to say because it, it sounds like um, an insult, but it just is kind of the best way to describe it. But the older Gen X people are very boomerish. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. They they seem to be very stuck in their ways and very of the mindset, well, we suffered, so therefore you should suffer too. Oh my God, you yeah. just described my dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he yeah. used to say to me, I, I can't go, I can't afford to go on vacation. You, you can't go on vacation. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think, I think Xennials, I think someone had mentioned it too. Um, Xennials, I think we have a special place in, in time because like, yes, there's going to be cusp people on every generation. There's going to be like the older parts are always going to be different than the younger parts of generations. But I think the Xennials, oh, I think Xennials being um, a transition generation between analog and digital yeah. is a huge difference that yeah. really makes us stand out. Yeah. To be honest. They always talk about that. We played outside, but we also, we can, you know, use technology. Like I'm still my parents yeah. IT person for Pete's sake. <laughs> yeah. We also grew up in a time. So like the older Gen X people, there was like that, because there wasn't any internet or anything like that, mm -hmm. a lot of the computers, they grew up thinking that how safe the neighborhood, how safe the community was. Right. Whereas with us, AOL, Instant Messenger, and all that other stuff, like, remember, like, the old, like, you would connect to AOL? 
Yeah. And like yeah. be able to talk to people across the world. And that's when like all the like pedophiles and I mean, I was 10 years old talking to people from like men from India looking for wives. It's like, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like the, the real tricky, the real truth of like how dangerous the world is. Mm. So we were also kind of like that generation where like they, they started cramping down on like, Hey, you can't do this. You can't do that. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Stranger danger. Yeah, exactly. Like bad. Whereas before it was like, oh, love everybody and trust everybody. And, you know, oh, the neighbor down the street will see where our five-year-old is. Yeah. 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 Now it's like, you know, they're like stranger danger. Now it's like uh, Uber will come and pick your drunk ass up and bring you home. (laughs) You're going to get into a stranger's car. You're going to be fine. Also, we're going to meet all of our friends on the Internet. Like they could be serial killers. I don't know. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I think another um, defining aspect for being a Xennial is the mix of old and new media. Um, And that's everything from, you know, the internet being able to bring, you know, news and videos and music directly to us. But also, you know, books are different, I feel like. Music is different. Um, How we consume TV and how we, you know, Go even go to the movies. Like you can't even just buy a ticket to the movie and then just I go in and see where you want to sit. You have to like order it online and then pick your assigned seating, which is which is so different from how we grew up. <laughs> yeah, we'd look in the newspaper, figure out if we we're going to the movies. Yeah, we look in the yeah. newspaper yeah. or we call, or we call and that, that yeah. automated voice would just and somebody would inevitably talk over what you were listening to and you have to listen to it all over again all over again (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and another another i think defining thing about being a zennial and i do i do think that every generation has certain music and certain genres that come about that really you know just encompass that generation but i think that we have an extra special little point in history as you know hip hop and gangster rap um became big in the 80s and the 90s and grunge yeah. those were two th- those genres were not really before our time yeah, yeah. it's funny like it's just especially hip hop cuz like even myself you know i've I'm just an old metalhead i feel like i don't think i've ever really liked much else but even hip hop back then, Beastie Boys, all that stuff. Yeah. It still resonated with me because I don't know, it was just not something we had heard before. It's not something we yeah. experienced in that way where it was more relatable to the masses than to a specific group of people, so to speak. Yeah. And I think I think what helped with that, not only the airplay that that type of music was getting, but also I feel like in our teen years, especially, there were a lot of movies that were centered into the urban, you know, mm. black experience, um, like Boys in the Hood, New Jack City, yeah. you know, that type of stuff, which kind of showed people who didn't know what was going on or didn't understand that this was happening in cities, that this was the life that people were leading. And hip hop and gangster rap was like the soundtrack to all of that yeah and it's just 
I think it's I think it's interesting that we just I don't know grunge grunge was huge and it's had a lasting impact rap is huge and has had a lasting impact and I think it's really cool that we got to experience all that in real time yeah yeah for sure absolutely yeah oh 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 one one last thing because I know you guys I have a couple Dunkin Donut girls here um I have been okay so I watched a video last year where people were quizzing about fast food places. One of the questions was, when did Dunkin' Donuts introduce breakfast sandwiches onto the menu? And so being someone that worked at Dunkin' Donuts in 94 and 95, I felt pretty confident in saying that it was either 94 or 93. Because I know in 94 and 95, I was making sandwiches, breakfast sandwiches, tuna sandwiches, chicken salad sandwiches. Um, Yep, 100%. Well, if you go on the internet and you look it up, even in Dunkin' Donuts history, you will find that they said they didn't even have bagels until 1996 and they didn't start yeah and they didn't start offering sandwiches until 1997 no way there's no way i my mother was a manager we have all worked for my mother (laughs) there's no way please bring it up to her i'm totally going to there's no way it was way before 90 i i did not work there after to, high school. We used, we used well, to throw bagels over by the dumpster so the food. Yes. Get them, but, yes. But, and yeah. Yes. No and there were ways. And, and specifically, if you remember correctly, Rose worked and was a manager yeah. at Dunkin' Donuts and used to bring food home bring food to all of us right, degenerates. Oh all of the time. That's Listen to me. I was a stupid manager. I was second <laughs> shift manager. And we made sandwiches in 1994 and 1995. Thank you. Yes. Agreed. 100%. Agreed. Agreed. So. Absolutely. And I was totally cutting bagels and croissants and stuff. Yes. Because my and mom making, was like, don't cut your hand on the bagel. You can't hold it and slice it. Yeah. And, and making eggs in the microwave in the yeah. little paper. <laughs> yes. The, the well, little piece of bowl in the cup and scramble the eggs. Yeah, I remember yeah. doing that. Yes, in the very well, apparently, I don't know if it's a Mandela effect, if we I'm jumped timelines or what, but apparently, the entire internet is saying that we we are wrong, and I know yeah. we aren't because I only worked there in senior year. Me too. But there's no way. So listen. It, it, Here's what happened. It started with us, okay? We were the first stores. <laughs> <laughs> we were the very first stores in the entire country to have sandwiches. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what happened. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll have to. I have a bunch of things that are written down for the Mandela effect. We'll have to plan another call and we'll go through all of them. But, like, can I tell, like, honestly, this this Dunkin' Donuts one has been making my brain itchy and my eye twitch for over a year now. Because no. I'm like, there's just no way. I'm sorry, but I didn't work there past senior year. Like, yeah, I didn't. So there's no way possible. My mother, no, because she started working there in the freaking 80s. Yeah. And yeah, I remember so ask her. 
no she used to and i remember the chicken salad was gross i hated the chicken salad well, i loved the chicken the salad <laughs> i loved it i oh. loved the chicken no. salad on on a croissant was my oh, cute everybody oh everybody mine was all about the sausage patty yeah <laughs> and that's what i'm saying sausage egg and cheeses are a part of my dna at this point yes yeah. so, i've been okay. eating them for so, 30 years so yeah. seriously like talk to your mom about it i'm gonna and, and like you guys go ahead and look on the internet to see that i'm not making it up and um we'll have another call and we'll we'll discuss all the mandela effect things that yeah. sounds awesome definitely need to do that yeah yeah it's getting late so i'm gonna wrap this up but thank you so so much you guys for for joining in i can't tell you how much i appreciate it and i just i love spending the time with you guys same so. here i love you guys yes. I love you, love you guys. <laughs> oh, I miss you all too. Miss you guys. Miss you too. Next next summer, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. girls. Definitely. We're, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna make it happen because we we really we need some in in person girl time. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna let you guys go, and I love you and thank you again. Love you too. Right. Good night, guys. guys. Have a good night. You all right. Too. Bye. 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 So that's going to do it for this episode. I wanted to thank my very, very special guests, Esther, Anne, Lily, and Amy for coming onto the show and sharing so much with us all. I cannot express how much it means to me. And thank you to our listeners for joining in today on Naive in the 90s, the podcast. Without you, it would just be us talking to ourselves, which I mean, would still be fun, but you know. <laughs> I hope you come back in two weeks for a new episode. Make sure to follow so you don't miss it. For questions, comments, feedback, or to contribute to the conversation, send me a message at naiveinthe90s at gmail.com or connect with me on social media with the handle at Naive in the 90s. And of course, go grab your copy of Naive in the 90s, the creative nonfiction book based on real-life diaries from the early and mid-90s, available on Amazon. Thank you again for joining. Hope to see you next time. Peace and love, my dudes.